Hi everyone, welcome to day four of the Magical Business Initiation. And I just have to say, I don't know if anyone else goes right before they go live, so they just like play with their hair for a few minutes, but that was just, just happening, just happening. <laughs> but the Magical Business Initiation is five days of um, two, increase your prices, attract the right clients, and market it in a way that feels good. So this is day four and we're talking about sales. And yes, this is magical. Don't worry, we're gonna get into magical stuff. But the magical meets the practical. I can't help it, I'm a triple Virgo and I just drink a bunch of coffee. I know, I was supposed to give up coffee, but here I am. So today with sales, specifically, if you're not converting your sales calls or maybe not like avoiding doing sales calls in general, then this is really for you. So these four things are probably what's holding you back from people saying, yes, how do I pay, right? Or even coming on to a sales call with that energy of, yes, how do I pay? So we're gonna be talking about both sides of that. And this is specifically if you are currently on that hamster wheel of not making enough money. And it really is this hamster wheel. If you can think of how what it is like for women who are trying to lose the last 10 to 15 pounds and clear, like not everyone is doing that, but that's like kind of a societal archetype of the woman who's trying to lose the last 10 to 15 pound, pounds and is fucking obsessed with it. Like counting calories and well, and okay, let me preface this by like, you do you, like you get to be whatever size you want to be or like you, you get to love yourself at any, any size, but just as an example, for the woman who's trying to lose like the last 10 to 15 pounds for decades, like it's literally uh, an obsession for decades or at least a distraction for decades of like, what is the best diet to be on? What's, what's the best exercise to be on? Do I need to hire a coach for that? Do I need to join a program? Do I need to join a, a gym? And it's just in the background of eating up energy all of the time, obsessed with the last 10 to 15 pounds, you're going up and down 10 to 15 pounds. This happens with money too, of like this little baseline of not quite making enough or just making enough, right? If you're there, you know how that is. You're like, I got a budget. I got to pay attention to what I'm spending. I need to make a little bit more. Can I just like get another one more client and like just to get by? Or I need to launch another course just so I can cover my expenses. I don't know where the thing is gonna come come in the next month. Like that can be a cycle for years for people. Years of just making enough, just enough to cover the expenses and cover your own bills. And this week is all about getting beyond that. You can just make a few simple changes and be, get beyond that so that you're making more than enough. Because when you unlock that, you actually unlock the freedom to step away from that energy draining cycle. It's like all the time, that energy draining cycle of not enough. So that's what we're talking about today. And specifically for if you're an online service provider who's just not making as much as they want or are turned on by the 100K year, that six figure year, that's for you. So mistakes I see people make around sales. Let's start with that first. and. One of them is very, very, a very practical one of not following up. They do a sales call and they don't follow up. And there can be actual shame around following up with people. I just realized my, my phone's on an angle, so I'm, I'm not standing straight up. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. 
So if you actually look at the statistics around sales, then you will see that in, on average, and this is across a lot of different industries. So this is in like the product sector and stuff as well. But if you look at the statistics around following up after sales calls, on average, it is over eight different touch points. Like some say up to 25 different touch points after a sales call for someone to actually say yes to a sale. And I'm not saying like put someone on a 25 day email cycle of, of checking in with them every day 25 times, but I wanna normalize to you the idea that following up after a sales call is completely normal and is actually beneficial for your potential client or potential customer. So same with if you do have an online program and let's say you do a webinar as a part of a launch, a lot of people will be like, oh my gosh, they didn't, they didn't buy on the webinar or only one or two people bought on the webinar. And so they give up and they don't send sales emails after the fact. Well, the majority of the sales actually come from those many sales emails after a webinar because of the same psychology and that those same statistics of the importance of following up after a sales call. So First mistake, you don't follow up after the call. The next one is you don't object, uh, address objections. And I know this is a controversial one where some people are like anti-addressing objections, but if you are completely in love with your offer and bought in on how impactful the service or the service you do or the offer that you have, like the impact and the transformation they have on your clients and customers, you not addressing objections is actually a huge disservice for them because you know that you can help them. You know that they can, you can transform their lives, but your unwillingness to have the harder conversations and address the objections is, um, is what's holding you back from serving them on a deep, deep level. And um, we'll get into what to do with that in a moment, but I just wanted to bring up that this is, this is a big mistake. Like we, not a big mistake. I don't want to make it like over dramatize. This could be holding you back from getting significantly more yeses from sales calls. So our third mistake I see people doing is you don't follow a sales script. I know this is another one that people don't want to hear. So this is only if you don't have good conversion rates on sales calls. If you do a sales calls or a bunch of different sales calls and you don't get a bunch of, a bunch of yeses or like at least 50% yeses, then a good indicator is that you actually need to learn a sales call script, even if it feels clunky in the beginning, because it'll start getting you settled and grounded in the fact that there is actual psychology behind a sales call that you're taking people through that make people feel safe and you can actually address objections before they ever come up in a sales call. So if you're unwilling, if you are not seeing the conversion rate that you want in the sales call, you should think about following a script. And that's something you, you can absolutely get rid of later on as you get comfortable with sales call and as your, as your mindset up levels. But yes, okay, and I, I start going into answering the question as, as before we get in, but third mistake, you don't follow a script. So our fourth one is you think it's only the words you say, okay? You think that, we're taking a step beyond the script and this can be like the negative side of following scripts for sales call is you'll just say exactly what's on the script and not actually realize that there is an energetic side and a mindset side to whether sales are converting or not so that's a big mistake you're just 
focusing on the actions, the words you say, and you're not leaning into the fact that your energy is the thing that could actually be preventing people from saying yes. Okay, so quick recap, four mistakes I see people make, they don't follow up, they don't address objections, they don't follow a script if you're not actually getting conversions, um, or you think it's only the words that you say, okay? So what do we do instead? Instead, what we wanna do is follow up. <laughs> the opposite side of not following up is to actually follow up. And this can actually be systematized where, um, let's say you're selling, um, you are selling, my go-to example is a hypnotherapy session. So this is, we're just gonna lean on the example I always use. Let's say you're a hypnotherapist and you're trying to sell a package of sessions. So you get people on a sales call to sell your package. And after the call, you can follow up with, um, let's say a set of five emails that you in general will send to people. It can be templatized for yourself on the day of, a couple days later, and so on and so forth. So it doesn't have to be something where it's on your to-do list of like, I have to follow up with these people and come up with brand new things every single time. No, you can just use what you know works for that follow-up sequence. So as I mentioned at the beginning, statistics show like at least follow-ups is fair, at least eight follow-ups is actually f touch points, which could be DMs. It could be them seeing your Instagram post. It could be, it doesn't just have to be like you directly reaching out to them. So eight touch points after a sales call for people to say yes. So getting comfortable with that and just realize it's a part of the process. And you can actually make templates around that. So it's not this huge drain every single time after a sales call. Okay. Also, for addressing objections, you often have to go through the objection yourself or be on the other side of the objection to see the pot, the, to really, I'm not wording this right. If there are specific objections that people come to you saying and you don't know how to answer them, it's a good sign that you haven't coached yourself through it or you haven't put yourself in the shoes of the client. So let's say, you are, um, a common objection you have during a sales call is, um, it sounds expensive. That sounds expensive. Or I'm not, I like, I, I'm saving up for a house and I'm not ready to, um, put, div divert money in that way. Cause I want to save up for a house. If you are bought in and sold on their objections, if you believe more in the, on their objections than the truth of like, objections are just thoughts and they don't have to be true, then you're going to fall into, you're going to not actually be able to answer the question. So for example, for me, I have put money on a credit card to buy a program. When I was just starting out, I bought like my first larger investment in a program, a five figure program. I put the payments on a new 0% down for 12 months credit card. And I was 100% fine with that. I was like, okay, I have 18 months before they start they start um, uh, charging me interest on this. I will absolutely be, signif be making significantly more money in 18 months. So I'm 100% confident that I will be able to pay this off in 18 months, if not significantly faster. So me having gone through that experience and being like, you know what, I put it, I opened up a new credit card and I put that payment on there and everything went so well. Like I got so much out of that program. 
I'm now able to to stand up to people and be like, not stand up to them. <laughs> I'm, able to, I'm able to show up on calls and be like, if you are having issue, like you don't have the funds to pay for this right now, let me know if you want to look at other um, other ways that you can pay for it that you might not be thinking of. I'm not trying to force anyone into join, joining any sort of program, but if you're actually going through a sales call and this person, like they are ready for the transformation, they are completely committed to it. They are like, I, I want this, I need this right now. But they just, the objection is I don't have the money right now. I now know because I have had that experience and I've been through it. I know like there are actually a million different ways that you can pay for it. And if it is worth it to you, because you've already said that you're committed to this, then like, let's explore those together if you want. There's no pressure. <laughs> so that's an example. Or like with the saving for a house, like I have been saving. The other year, I was, last year, I was saving for a house and that felt like a huge, intense thing for me. So like I could actually connect in with other people of being like, I can't invest in this right now because I'm saving for a house. But having moved through that, I was then able to, because I could coach myself through that and see the other the other options, then this one, this one objection is completely in control of my life and my future. Then I was able to do it for other people and you will be able to. So you being able to, like if you write down, like what are, so this is a, a good assignment for you. If you're doing sales calls and there are common objections that come up or you're terrified of hearing a certain objection, write those down. That would be step one. So common ones, I don't have, uh, I can't afford it. I don't have time for it. Um, I need to ask my spouse. Um, what are other good ones? I'm shopping around right now. I mean, if someone's saying like, I want to talk to other people and like shop around, that's a good good indicator that you needed to pre-qualify people before they came on the sales call, but that's an aside. So write down all the objections that are common for you and write down how you would respond to them. And if there's something where like, you're like, oh, I don't know how to, start putting yourself in their shoes and start think start thinking about, if you had to buy something that you desperately, desperately wanted, like you so desire hiring this person, joining this program, buying this car, whatever it is, and you're 100% committed to doing it, what would you talk to yourself through in order to feel really good about the decision to say yes? And of course, like you obviously need to have permission before going into that with someone. You don't want to be like, oh, you can't afford it. Like, let me tell you why that's bullshit. <laughs> like, no, don't do that. First, ask them if they want to explore that or if they want to do any coaching around that. And if they say no, then like, perfect. Like, see ya. Like, good luck to you. Like, I love you. Sending you all, all of the all of the blessings. <laughs> But if there's people who are like, I'm, I'm a 10 out of 10, I'm committed to this, like I want this to happen, I just don't know how to afford it, you can ask them if they want to, to explore how they could. Or like, I just don't know how I'll find the time to do it. Be like, great, let's like d dig into how we, can, how we can make that happen if you want to. Are you open to that? Are you available for that? Okay, that was a little long tangent, but I know that was super useful for you guys. So the third one, if you are is follow a script and practice sales psychology. So this again, this is only for people who, if you're not getting good conversions on sales calls and you've never learned uh, a standard flow for a sales call, 
definitely learn it. <laughs> there are scripts online, there's scripts in my program that you can follow, that follow uh, sales psychology and will help people, it will help you address objections and get people into the right frame of mind of understanding the value of your offer. Like this isn't manipulation, this is getting people in the right state of mind in order to fully assess and adequately evaluate whether your program or your offer is right for them. So just learn it. Like this is stuff we don't learn in school, but if you are a business owner or a freelancer, or if you are have a side hustle, like this is something that you should absolutely put your energy into. It is some, it is like a core piece of learning that can absolutely boost and explode your business just by learning a sales script. Like it's as simple as that. Um, and then over time, you're actually able to let go of that. So like, I don't do, I don't follow a sales script when I do a call, but it's because like, there's other things at play. I know I like have a decent sized audience. I have so many, I have so much proof of client success and the mindset is all there. They're like, I don't have to follow a sales script. But if you're someone who's not getting good conversions, like get comfortable with it first and then you get to tweak it from there and follow your intuition and, and take it in a direction that feels better for you. But like, what is, what is that famous quote of, of learn the rules so you know which one to break later, break later on? Like great example here. Oh. Hello, <laughs> people are talking in the comments. Okay, so our last one is sales mindset. This is really, really big. I know for myself, um, I was really resistant to getting into mindset work because I thought it was too spiritually evolved to do mindset work. I was like, oh, I'm into shadow work. So like mindset work is too basic for me. <laughs> but it was um, doing mindset work around money and sales has been really, really huge for both myself and my clients and, and being able to um, sell in a relaxed state and to really up your conversion rates of sales calls. So what that looks like is you need to believe in your offer. And if you've been watching, following along for the last few days of this magical business initiation, five days, Instagram live, whole shebang, then you, you, you started to taste this of you believing in your offer and you believing in your client's ability to get a transformation is so foundational in getting a yes on a call. Like you truly have to believe it. And this is where you actually coming in and doing the work to change your beliefs, or I mean, changing your offer if you need to, if you don't believe in your offer because it's not getting people results, then like, okay, yes, change your offer. But if it's something where you, you have gotten people results or you've gotten yourself results, then you, it's, this is where like the mindset element comes in with that. So go back to Tuesday if you want to dive deep into that of like actually starting to believe into your clients, uh, in your clients and believing in your offer. So that's a quick re recap of everything we went through today with sales. What you want to be doing instead of the mistakes I outlined are do create a system around following up with people. Okay. On average, like statistics say eight follow-ups after a sale, like to get to a yes is, is like 80% of them. So get comfortable with following up with people and like let go of any awkwardness around it because and just accept that it is a normal part of the process. Address objections. And if you don't know how to address objections, start coaching yourself through the process. 
follow a script if you need to, or learn about sales psychology. It will significantly help your conversion rates if you haven't learned that ever before. And look at your sales mindset. So specifically around your belief in your offer, uh, like it actually doing what it's supposed to do, your belief in your client and it, uh, and them following through and, and doing what you tell them to do. <laughs> and then belief in yourself and your ability to take people on that journey of transformation. So if you want a deep, deep, deep dive into this, I invite you to join Monetize Your Magic. It is open now. It is my eight week program for going from not enough and on this not enough revenue in business on that hamster wheel of like just trying to get by month after month to having more than enough. We go through sales, we go through mindset, we go through marketing, we go through um, setting up your offer and leading uh, leading sales calls and uh, uh, getting clear on your customer transformation. And all of this allows you to actually go from feeling the state of like undervalued and overwhelmed in your business or like in your day to day having a gazillion to do's and at the end of it being like, what the fuck did I even do today? Because you aren't actually intentionally setting up your day with things that you know will move the needle forward. Everything in the, the program is about actually doing the things that will move the needle forward to you making more money in your business, which is ultimately you having more freedom to have the impact you want in the world. Or just spend fucking time with your family instead of like being chained to, chained to your desk. So you can check that out with the link in my bio or thedirtyalchemy.com slash M-Y-M. And um, there's all sorts of fun bonuses that are expiring tomorrow. So tomorrow, if you join today or tomorrow, then you get a bonus one-on-one -on -one call with me. So this is something that's usually only for private clients who pay tens of thousands of dollars to work with me, or um, it's for the VIP members of my mastermind called the Alchemical Business Intensive. So you actually will get a one-on-one -on -one call with me, which is pretty bonkers. That expires tomorrow. And then also a printed workbook for, for the program. So we actually mail it to you with other, other goodies. So um, if this feels aligned for you, definitely check that out. Definitely get in today or tomorrow to get unlock those bonuses too. And um, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day of our five-day uh, magical business initiation um, for the last piece of the puzzle. Um, and until then, I'll see you in the DMs or on the internet.